Hello and welcome to Carnivorous Chats. My name is James, your host. I started this podcast to help other folks share their own healing stories and to interview thought leaders and experts in the carnivore, keto, and low oxalate space. Before we begin, I'd like to give a shout out to Equip Foods and the Carnivore Bar. As an affiliate, you can use the link in the show notes to get a discount on their products when you check out using the code Carnivorist. Thanks in advance for listening, subscribing, and any likes or shares. And now, on with the podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Carnivorous Chats. It's your host, James. I am so honored today to be interviewing this young lady who I follow on YouTube and Instagram, and she has an incredible healing story to share. Olivia Mazier, welcome to Carnivorous Chats. Thank you for having me. Olivia, when folks hear your story, they're going to be just as eye-opened as I was. I was like, wow, this young lady has been through it. We're talking from mold. We're talking parasites. We're talking radiation poisoning. You had the gamut hit you um, from a very young age. I mean, you're 20 now, am I correct? Yeah, I'm 20 now. So when, Olivia, if you wouldn't mind sharing with the listeners, when did this story begin for you? Um, So this all started when I began my um, ballet training. So when I was 15, um, I'm a late ballet starter. So that's why I'm saying 15 compared to like eight or 12. Uh, So I started going to the National Ballet School in Uruguay. That's where we were living at the time. And the school was a government owned building. So it was in very poor condition and then it didn't get a lot of help at all or funding. Um, So there were two different buildings for the schools. And for my first two years, which was 2017 and 2018, so when I was 14 and 15, I was in a different building from when I was a bit older because I was in a more basic level. So the building I was in for the first two years had a lot of water damage and probably mold because of all the visible water damage. But the other building that I went to in my last year, that one just completely destroyed me. The walls were covered in mold. I remember... Uh, leaning or sitting against the walls we would just like come up off the wall and we'd be like dusting ourselves from the mold and the paint from the water damage and of course since I was so busy and not really with it at the time didn't occur to me oh this is probably not healthy or safe Um, so yeah that's kind of when it all started around age 15. That's crazy now Olivia looking back and looking at that school and that being do you I know there's another piece to this puzzle early on and one that we share a similar story on and that you ended up contracting mononucleosis. And did that happen around the same time that you had been exposed to the mold at this school? Yeah. um, So in, I think it was mid-July of 2018, um, my whole school, so all of my classmates and myself, we all got mono and I got it pretty bad. I was out for a full week And for that full week, I couldn't really eat anything because my whole just lymph nodes were just completely swollen and I couldn't eat anything. So I got really skinny. And before I fully healed, I had a trip planned with my mom to uh, Hungary for a ballet intensive. Uh, Since we were in the summer hemisphere and then Hungary's in the northern, so it was summer there. Um, So before I was fully healed... We flew, and that's when I originally got radiation poisoning. And since your thyroid gets the hit most from radiation, that's why you would take iodide to kind of kill your um, thyroid if you're going into a radioactive area. Of course, I didn't have that. So then after about a week of um, right after flying, my whole body just 
blew up and flamed because we would get weighed fairly often since it's a ballet school. And before I left, I was around 42 kilos. And then we got weighed again a couple days after I arrived back and I was 49. And I hadn't changed any of my eating habits, nothing. If anything, I was eating less because I was told while I was in Hungary that I was a bit chubby. So then if anything, I was eating less, but I had gained all this weight in like the span of a couple days. You know, I'm just thinking back as I talk with you, Olivia, about my own journey. And I remember when I had the diagnosis of mononucleosis and how I was wondering why I was so fatigued. I literally couldn't get out of bed. I, I, my, like you, my neck was swollen, my lymph nodes and my neck particularly. And one evening I was so um, fatigued and feeling so ill, I, I collapsed um, and had to be taken to the hospital. I ended up spending a week in hospital and they, I was like a human pin, pin cushion. They put all this fluids in me and did all this testing to see if there was God forbid anything else, which thankfully at that time it wasn't. Um, what came back was Epstein-Barr, which is the virus mm -hmm. for mononucleosis. And for those that don't know, you can, and what happened to me is that you can get it chronically. If your immune system takes such a hit and can't combat this viral infection, it will replicate and you get what's called chronic Epstein-Barr. And I had slash have that. I mean, it's in remission now. I'm 100%. But for the last few years, especially on the tail end of my veganism where I was so sick, it was reoccurring and I could not get it to stop. Olivia, what I want to do just for a quick second is and tell yes. people about your YouTube channel. And I'll let you tell at the end where to find you online there. But the first video I watched was you and your mom. And I thought it was so great. And I think people really resonated with that because your mom's a really great person. I could just tell by the video. Your mom just seems like she's been a very guiding light for you in this whole health journey. Has she been into finding out her own health as well? And how did you find out about all these things? I mean, you know so much now. Is it just through experimenting on yourself or did your mom help you with it? Well, she definitely helped me with a lot of it. Actually, most of the healing stuff that has actually healed me apart from diet, because of course, all of these things, I do need to do something else to help heal aside from just dietary change. Um, so the most effective things that we've done have been from her after we tried um, a lot of unconventional healing methods and therapies and those didn't work and in the past we haven't had any success with conventional doctors so we didn't even bother with that um but so neither of those really worked so then she kind of took it into her hands and so because of her I've been able to heal a lot of these things apart from diet so yeah a lot of my knowledge and things come from her as well as now with the diet I'm more into carnivore she's like 90% carnivore but a lot of the research and stuff that I'm doing now it's more based off of my own interest in yeah searching i could just tell from your mom and, and her agreeing to go on the carnivore journey with you how cool she is i really i really thought that was a great video and we'll, i'll link it in the show notes for folks afterwards so they can find your channel and see that video that and your talking stick which i understand you have close by you today i can't plug it in because not that i won't be able to hear so not that I'm used to, but yeah there it is <laughs> yay the talking stick made an appearance i'm very happy um, and for folks, again, you have to watch that video and you'll understand. Um, now let's go along a little further on your journey, Olivia, because I was just astounded about this and I had never really considered, let's talk about this radiation poisoning. And you have just told me that you got it how many times on this journey? Around three times now. Three times. So the first time we're just getting into now, but is this all from the depleted uranium in the various zones you were in? Can you talk to the audience about that, what it is and how you got it and how you dealt with it? 
Yeah, so um, most recently, as of like three months ago, um, I got radiation poisoning plus heavy metal poisoning um, because I was living in Serbia. I was living between Serbia and Croatia, but for a lot of time I was in Serbia and we didn't know until probably about six to eight months in that Serbia was bombed 20 years ago with depleted uranium, which for a lot of, um, there's like some rule book of something for wars and you're not really supposed to use depleted uranium because that's just how bad and toxic it is. It's just against like human rights to use it. But for whatever reason, NATO went ahead and used it uh, when they bombed Serbia back in 1999. And the government, as far as my research has, I've since I've concluded or done all that, um, they haven't really tested for how much is there. They know that there's at least, um, I think it was 15 tons was dropped in both Belgrade and Novi Sad, so the two main cities. And the, um, yeah, the government hasn't actually done anything to clean that out, not that you really can. And to my understanding, uh, the more it sits, the more it, the particles just spread. So now it's in the soil, it's in the water, it's in the air, it's in the plants because they're growing off of the soil. So then it's also in the meat and the food, and it's everywhere. And I think I heard you talking about how in, is was it the Danube where it's also very dangerous to even go swimming there? Yeah, uh, yeah, I was told not to go swimming there because it's the it's the lake between or like it goes through the cities. And a lot of people still do swim, but a lot of people have had come out from swimming there with these extreme um, rashes all over their bodies. So it's kind of known that you don't really go swimming. I, you know, I'm just thinking about this, Olivia, and how tragic that is for so many of the people living in those war torn areas. I mean, you just think about living in a war area alone, but then when you have to face long-term radiation poisoning, not only for you, but potentially your offspring and your, you know, generationally, it's really sad. What happened next on you and what happened on your journey? I know there's a part where you discover that you also had heavy metals. Is that yet or not, not quite? Uh, that was way before. So in 2018, after I started to not feel so great, uh, we went and had a Christmas vacation in, uh, Budapest and Prague and when we were there I had some blood work done and we found that I had um, heavy metals so extreme iron way too much iron and um, I was extremely dehydrated and also my cortisol levels were just way too elevated uh, but then ironically one year later uh, we had more blood work done and I had anemia so not enough <laughs> so it was the extreme yeah the two extremes that seems to happen. You know, there, there's a doctor who you may know, Olivia, I'm sure you do, um, whose name is Dr. Stephen Cabral. He's a big health guy. And I listened to him when I was very sick. And he has a book called The Rain Barrel Effect. And I talked about it with another guest, uh, Trevor um, Griffiths, who was on and healed himself. And he read that book, as did I. And what it talks about is, as we go through life, if we don't address a lot of the things that we're being exposed to, our buckets fill to the top. And eventually, like a rain barrel, it overflows. And I think that's kind of what happened to you and I, is we had all these compounding things from chronic Epstein-Barr infections to myself, which I don't talk about, but I'm pleased to today, is I had exposure to mold as well when I was working in an office that was moldy. That compounded it. And then, like you, I also had heavy metals, which I tested for. My mercury levels were through the roof. And that, again, was because at the end stage of my vegetarian diet, I chose to eat a lot of fish. And being in Bermuda, where you have access to tuna and the higher up the food chain the fish are, 
the more metals they have in them. Now, the lower food chain fish like sardines, mackerel, and things like that, they tend to be lower in the metals, but things like swordfish, tuna, and all those other fish, and I ate a ton because at that time I had not eaten any sort of animal products for a while and I went crazy, no red meat or anything, but I did include some fish. With your journey, it really you know, it really resonated with me because I think you, like me, had that rain barrel effect where it just spilled over and you reached your breaking point at one point. What happened then? Uh, well, so I didn't come to realize that I had all of these health issues. My mom knew of some, but she didn't until about a month ago tell me about some other health issues, which I haven't really um, spoken about. Um, but so I didn't know about a lot of these health conditions up until like maybe a year ago when I started to notice them more and then start to look back and realize oh all of these things and like trying to get the timeline together so originally i just went carnivore for weight loss because i had gained all this weight which looking back i think i probably had SIRS because everything that ever i got exposed caused this huge inflammation in me uh, no matter what it was which is always inflammation so that's certain but i haven't tested myself so that's what i'm just thinking um but yeah so originally i went carnivore just to lose weight and uh what lit the flame under my bottom was i went to this uh, ballet company and they didn't want to take me on because i was too big so that's what really did it for me for those folks the listeners that are are wondering what sirs is excuse me is chronic chronic inflammatory response syndrome and again it speaks to our immune systems being overburdened and Judy Cho is an expert on this. I love nutrition with Judy. In fact, you can get tested for SIRS and I've referred a few people her way to test for SIRS when I know that like you and I, they have these compounding things that are causing their bucket to overflow and they're getting no answers even with the carnivore diet sometimes. And Judy talks about it a lot on her podcast. So thank you, Judy, for all that you do. Olivia, let's, let's talk a little bit now. I think I heard you say that and I'm just going back to that point where you said enough is enough and you wanted to get to the carnivore diet. I think you twisted your ankle or something like that. And I just want to touch on the fact that I'm really learning a lot about the ballet lifestyle and how pressureful it can be because it put a lot of stress on you and your body and it continues to, but now you you can manage it a lot more eating this way. I wonder if you could share with the listeners a little bit about what it entailed in in being in ballet school and training for ballet, the hours and things like that, and how that affected you and where that breaking point came. Yeah, sure. Um, so it was uh, it was a lot of fun training in ballet for the first two years because I was in the younger levels. So it's a full eight years that you have to do until you can graduate, and it's from ages eight until 18. Um, and in my third year of going to the school, I was in the fifth level. And that's when we started to have a lot more things like partnering. So dancing with boys, also learning a lot of the ballets, the choreographies and dancing a lot of those. So that's where, and that was during my worst year of dancing at that school. Cause after that year I left just because then it was 2020. Um, yeah, that year it was very uh, stressful and difficult. We had four hour long rehearsals with no break. And if you weren't like the main cast or anything, and I most definitely was not because I was in the younger levels still, uh, we had to just stand on the side because they were using all the space. We weren't allowed to sit. We weren't allowed to take off our point shoes, nothing. We just had to stand there. So then you're just having like all your blood flow down into your feet and then into these tight fitting shoes. So that was very uncomfortable. Um, and then when I started to train privately because I needed to catch up since I started later, um, because of all the inflammation plus the mold plus eventually the parasites, 
I had extreme lower back pain. So it was very painful for me there. And then I had um, a lot of bunion pain and I had to end up wearing spacers, but then I'd kind of trip over the spacers while dancing. So that didn't help with my ankles. But then finally, funnily enough, um, cause I love to play tennis. I was playing tennis and I twisted my ankle playing tennis. And then I thought, okay, I'm not training in ballet. Cause at that point I stopped my private training and I'm now hurt and can't do ballet because I twisted my ankle. So I just want to get my physical appearance to look better because I thought maybe because I was so large that also kind of tipped me over to twisting my ankle. At one point, I know you became animal based and you said you still kept chocolate and coffee in. What what year did that take place? And our listeners should also know then and they can at the end, go follow you, please go follow you on Instagram and YouTube, because she has some incredible before and after pictures, especially as it related to your skin. When did your skin issues crop up for you? Yeah, that all started in, uh, I think it was late July of 2020. I ate this fish, which tasted very, very off, but I decided to eat it anyway. And the next day I just had like this huge allergic reaction. And after about a month, it kind of went away. And then I started my private training and then it flared up uh, in like all this red, I'm not sure if it was like rosacea or eczema. It was just this huge rash and it would ooze. And it was just like this one big rash together. And it blew up the right side of my face for like a year and a half. So I'd have this like larger half of face. So at this point, incredible journey, Olivia, incredible. So let's talk about some of the symptoms because, you know, a lot of listeners identify with symptoms and go, oh, maybe I should check that out. Let's talk about some of the symptoms that the various toxins that you were exposed to gave you. So let's talk about the radiation. What happened with the radiation? What did you feel how, um, when you had knew you had that? Yeah. Um, so for that, the original two times that I got the radiation poisoning, it was just where my body completely blew up and I just felt kind of spacey and couldn't really focus on a lot of things. Um, and then most recently it's been, I had a huge problem with hair loss and my mom as well. So finally now I'm growing it out. I used to have really, really thick hair. So thankfully because of that, it's not really bad, but it got to a point where I would just do this and I would have this huge clump of hair. Like I'm not even trying to pull it out and it would just fall out. Um, so that was from the radiation. I also got this extreme bruising. So my legs were just like covered in bruises and I looked like the I don't know, a leopard or something. It was just excessive bruising. And at first I was like, well, why is this happening? I'm taking vitamin C supplements because I thought, well, maybe on a carnivore diet, I need vitamin C. So I was taking vitamin C and I don't take vitamin C anymore. And I haven't really noticed the difference without it. Um, and I don't have bruises. Uh, but yeah, so it was that. And then um, heart palpitations. And that one was huge and kind of scary. Uh, yeah, just constantly in my chest, all these heart palpitations and constantly on edge. Again, I can resonate with that because when I was so sick, I was barely sleeping. My cortisol was through the roof. I could not calm down. My heart was constantly racing. I thought I was, you know, and then I was testing my thyroid. And like you, my, you know, thyroid was going back and forth, hypo to hyper at one point. As far as the mold goes, it, I assume that's probably an ongoing journey for you in detoxing from the mold. Things that people notice from mold exposure, I wonder if you could give some examples, but I know for you, it had a lot of uh, sinus issues, correct? Yeah, a lot of sinus issues. I was uh, looking back through a lot of photos and videos because I used to take a lot with my friends and my voice was just so nasally compared to what it is now um so yeah a lot of sinus is uh, yeah issues i used to have like the post nasal drips so it would constantly be dripping 
Yeah, or like, I don't know if it was the same with you. You wake up in the middle of the night and you'd have to blow your nose all the time or you'd have to sleep with the pillow up so that it could come out and you wouldn't be like suffocating. <laughs> so that was a lot of it. Yeah, it, this is such a great conversation because oftentimes, Olivia, I don't remember a lot of the things because I think my mind is blocking it out now. And then when it's tri- it triggers me to re- reminds me of the state that I was in. And at the worst, my ears were plugged. I couldn't hear people. I, I was telling people, I can't hear you. My ear, my whole um, eustachian tubes in your ear and my throat was constantly phlegmy. I had mm-hmm. a severe uh, candida infection on top of that where my, t- my tongue was white, everything was coated. Um, so it, it, it was just awful. And, and people don't realize that the mold can be a really debilitating thing. And it's often the thing that triggers people's immune system, as we talked about, to spiral in to get really bad. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, yeah, it spirals your immune into getting like maintaining a chronic disease or something like the Epstein-Barr you were mentioning earlier. That's right. It allows that virus to thrive because it it affects your mucous membranes uh, through your gut. Your digestion gets altered sometimes by a mold. For those that haven't seen it, I'm just going to do a quick aside. I don't know if you've ever seen it, Olivia, but Dave Asprey, who's the bulletproof coffee guy, um, does all the bulletproof products. He made a mold movie called The Moldy Movie, and it's all about mold exposure and what to do. Really good movie, and I'll link it in the show notes for folks. Really powerful movie. Okay, we've talked about the radiation. We've talked about the heavy metal. Let's talk to a subject right now. And I'm, as I mentioned to you before we started recording, I'm not going to steal all the thunder from your upcoming video, but okay. let's talk about our good friends, the parasites. How yeah. did you How did you figure out that these were a part of your journey? And by the way, they were for me too. Funnily enough, yeah, to add on to the list of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my mom uh, started doing a bunch of different um, healing methods so she can kind of test and see, so we were doing a lot of biofeedback scans and I was getting a lot of parasites showing up on that. But then most recently, which is actually a good thing, you start to physically see them, which is just absolutely disgusting. But the good news is that it's out. But so uh, I realized every single time, because despite the fact that I've been carnivore for about a year and a half now, I still get outbreaks. And I was thinking, okay, well, there's obviously something else going on. So then that's where I started to think, okay, mold, what else could it be? Um, then eventually we got to parasites, potentially could be heavy metals plus environmental toxins. Um, but yeah, so anytime that I had parasites, I would get these really painful pimples. And I'll talk about this in my video too, but I'll mention it now. Um, on my cheeks. And it was just like this really hard under pimple that you can't surface or excrete out. Um, so that would always happen with the parasites. Plus, I would get this really, really uncomfortable tingling and itch under my leg that feels like something just crawling through your skin. And I can't really itch that or satisfy that weird tingling. Um, and since parasites don't really let you sleep a lot because it's a lot of discomfort in your stomach, I'd be awake in the middle of the night with this tingle and it was just a whole mess. It wasn't fun. Um, but so yeah, recently doing a lot of tests plus physically seeing them came, I came to realize that, yeah, I had parasites. So I've been taking a lot of things and as of hopefully, I think like two weeks now, I think I'm fully clear. Thinking back to my journey, Olivia, um, I was exposed. I'm convinced when I took a trip in 2019 and I was swimming and drinking water that I think was contaminated, unfortunately for me, um, 
people need to understand that parasites aren't just the typical worms you think of, but they're also things like amoebas and bacteria yeah. and all kinds of things. And yeah, especially again, when you have compounding infections like a candida infection and a heavy metal infection, parasites and heavy metals, they love one another and candida, they all go together and you can get this buildup in your body where they proliferate in these environments that you're or you're a beautiful host for because when your thyroid is low you have a low basal body temperature which mine was constantly i was constantly freezing cold when i was hypothyroid right and so the parasites love that and they will keep your body temperature low so they can incubate and keep reproducing it's it's a horrible thing to think about but i at the time took a protocol from a company called microbe formulas um, which is a really powerful protocol and it was helpful but again it was a very powerful thing that really made me weaker in the end but i'm convinced now looking back it did have some benefit for me in removing the parasites or at least some of them specifically a lot of the candida infections um so i can't totally discount that but i had shigella a bacteria that is one of the most awful ones and it causes bleeding from your bowels and all kinds of nasty things but people need to understand i'll never forget and the two doctors that were involved in this company is dr jay davidson and Dr. Todd Watts. And Dr. Todd Watts is called the parasite guy. And he says, if you have a pulse, you have parasites. It's just the <laughs> modern world we live in. Yeah, I just wanted to mention, I'm not sure what it was like with you, but I uh, also mentioned this in my video. One of the huge things which is so overlooked is a lot of things get misdiagnosed for a lot of other conditions or whatever. And in the end, it's always parasites, even depression. And that kind of happened with me a couple months ago as of like, as recent as a month ago, I had a miniature depressive episode. And then after about a week of that, I realized it was caused by the parasite. So there's a lot of different psychological disorders that can be caused by parasites too. Absolutely. Olivia, we've gotten to the stage now where we've talked a lot about the compounding things that were happening to you and also what the symptoms were. Let's talk now about that first decision to increase your meat intake, go kind of keto or go full carnivore, whichever you want to talk about next. We know that even though you did go carnivore, you still needed to address a lot of the stuff that was going on, which we'll talk about in further, but you've twisted your ankle. You said enough's enough. I'm, I'm doing something about my health. What, what prompted you and how did you find the carnivore way of eating? Yeah. Um, so when I twisted my ankle and then decided, okay, I need to change something. I was 17, but originally, or no, sorry, I was 18, but originally I found carnivore when I was um, 16. So I went keto for two weeks um, and I noticed an amazing difference. I did remember feeling very, very bloated, but I had lost a lot of weight. Um, so I went keto for two weeks and then eventually uh, Sean Baker started to come up on my mom's YouTube recommended. <laughs> so then we got exposed to the carnivore diet, but we didn't have enough time to watch and um get enough information on the diet. So we were eating a lot of processed meats and a lot of dairy products, especially whipped cream. So I wasn't feeling really great on it. And then we moved back to South America because we were still vacationing and then we moved back. Um, and then we were living in moldy apartments for a full year. Plus then my school was covered in mold. So then we weren't really feeling the benefits. Plus we were eating uh, definitely not enough fat at all. Um, so I was feeling kind of tired and moody. So then we kind of went a more animal-based diet since uh, since then uh, by adding just like some sauces and chocolate. Um, but then in, uh, yeah, when I twisted my ankle, uh, I was 18 and I was starting to listen to Alan Watts. And I think he just started to get recommended 
then that brought me to uh, Jordan Peterson. And then that brought me to Michaela Peterson. And I thought, okay, well, she's very inspiring because she's had all these health conditions. At this point, I didn't think that I had all these health conditions. I just thought, well, it's a diet and I can lose weight because I've seen all these other videos that based off of her, I got recommended of people losing weight. So then because of Michaela, I originally went carnivore again. Again, for those, please apologize, listeners, you've heard it many times, but so many folks, again, found Dr. Baker on this journey initially, his Joe Rogan podcast, and then found Jordan Peterson. So we thank them for everything that they did to make awareness for this way of eating. And I continue to thank Dr. Baker. I got to thank him personally at KetoCon, which was awesome as well. We were talking about how I met Sally Norton as well for the first time there, even though we had done a podcast together. Now, number one, as we know, and let's talk now, Olivia, about how you started to address one by one and have been addressing these other infections. We know priority number one with mold is get out of the environment that mold is in. So what happened there and how have you been addressing mold? Yeah. uh, So luckily I was able to get out of the environment um, in, I think it was like early 2020 is when we moved from South. There's a lot of moving in my, in my lifetime. So so, uh, we were living in Uruguay in South America and we decided we wanted to move to Hungary because we have some Hungarian ancestry. So we were planning on moving anyways. Um, But we ended up moving to Croatia because it was very difficult to enter Hungary because of all the COVID restrictions. Uh, So we got out of that environment in um, early 2020, I'd say around June. But then when we were in Serbia, the apartment that we were in had some mold in it as well. Plus then the radiation and the heavy metals and all that. But so, yeah, getting out of the environment. So now I'm not in a moldy environment, which is great. What are the type of things that we were talking a little bit before we started recording on the sort of protocols that you're using and have used in the past, things like binders, nasal sprays. How have you been doing that? Yeah. Um, so for nasal sprays, as well as for my skin, and this has been the most amazing thing for healing my skin outwardly, because you do need to put something outside as well as taking stuff internally. Um, and that has been colloidal silver. I started with um, hydrogen peroxide. And after, I think, about two weeks, I realized that my uh, eyebrows were getting bleached. <laughs> so then I, I stopped that. And I thought, okay, well, I have to find something else because that was really, really effective. So if you don't have it on your face and you have it somewhere else, hydrogen peroxide is great. Um, but so I needed to find some other antiviral, antimicrobial thing. And the next thing that my mom told me was colloidal silver. So I've been using that ever since I spray it on my face and I'm not blue. So I recommend it. <laughs> um, and I also have a nasal spray. So for obviously for the mold, it um, like you mentioned earlier, it irritates mucous membrane. So I still had like some dripping until I did the spraying it up my nose. Um, that's gone away now. As I mentioned, we were chatting and, and you can also get binders. Um, I used one called the, the microformulas biotoxin binder, and it had a bunch of stuff in there and basically depends on the charge that the you need on these binders. And some people use stuff like activated charcoal, fulvic and humic uh, minerals, in a liquid or capsule form, but the binders will essentially bind to all with a charge to take them out through your stool, um, out of your digestive tract and mucous membranes. Because people have to remember, this is one big tube here going down through our bodies. So we got to figure out a way to get it out. I heard you also mention, Olivia, about the radiation. and How did you deal with the radiation in terms of assisting your body in the detox process. Um, sauna was a big part for me. So infrared sauna, and I still do that to that day because my journey includes oxalates. Mm-hmm. Sally Norton also recommends using sauna to help lower the inflammation that oxalates cause and also sweat them out. Cause it's one of the few ways you can get them out of your body. How about you? What did you use for your radiation? 
Right, so uh, just going back to the mold, because this also goes with the radiation to heavy metal poisoning. Um, for binders, I use zeolite, and that's great for, it's the least uh, disruptive in your system. It just kind of flows through nicely, because uh, I use bentonite clay as well, and that one really, really dehydrates you. So, yeah, <laughs> I bet you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so zeolite, bentonite clay, and activated charcoal. But So the zeolite also pulls out uh, heavy metals and helped a bit, of course, with radiation since it's pulling out the heavy metals. But for the radiation poisoning, uh, we've been using some frequency therapies as well as um, we did this mixture of distilled water with salt with baking soda to get all of this alkaline. So it's a one-day protocol, and we're going to do it again because I would like to do it several times. So you take that, and it's supposed to just pull out anything and everything. So I've done that plus some frequency therapies and some other alternative therapies. And I've noticed a huge difference. No more heart palpitations, no more hair falling out. All of that stopped. Thank God we live in the day and age that we do where we can research stuff fairly easily and take action for ourselves. I, I shudder to think if I, I don't even know if I'd be here. I wouldn't be here, Olivia, talking to you if I had not listen to podcasts, found stuff online from folks like you and I now sharing today that people can listen to, go to your channel, go to my channel, listen to other testimonies, because there's some powerful information out there. And, you know, it's up to us, uh, you know, as individuals to choose what route we want to take ultimately. And again, we're going to get into the diet in a second, what we put in our mouth to help our bodies. But yeah, good for you for at least having the courage to experiment and figure this stuff out, because it can be a daunting task when you're, you're going, Doctors aren't giving me the answer that I need. They want to put me on all these antidepressant pills or whatever other medication. It's just like, you know, diagnose and adios. No, we we want to figure this out properly. We want to be our most vibrant self, especially for you. God bless you now at 20 years old. I wish I had the knowledge that you do now. So you're our powerhouse, Olivia. I'm proud of you. Let's um Let's talk about one last time about our friends, the parasites. Besides zeolite, is there anything else that you've done for them? Yeah, Um. so... Once again, the frequency therapy has been amazing. Plus, um, there's another alternative therapy, which um, kind of is like frequency therapy, but it more so uses um, like ancient Egyptian forms of healing. So that's been amazing because I won't take anything and my mom will do her thing with that. And it's all remote. So I don't have to physically be taking or touching or doing anything and I'll see them come out. So then I know that it's working. But so apart from those two things, diatomaceous earth has been the most amazing uh, for pulling them out, as well as I've been taking this brand of a mixture of different herbs, which just has uh, wormwood, oregano oil, and some other things, and it's called Paragard, and that is amazing. Just pulls them out. Plus, I did try taking oregano oil just straight, and that was really nasty, but it I knew that it would burn them out, and it did. So those are a couple of things that I did for uh, parasites. All those names are familiar to me because I use them all. Again, people don't realize how concentrated and powerful oregano oil is as a med medicine. It is powerful. Yeah. And you have to make sure that you replete or replenish your gut microbiota after you use oregano oil because it will take out the good guys as well as the bad guys. So make sure you're aware of that. But yeah, did you find that too with oregano oil? Yeah, that was really, really strong. It, it didn't really disrupt my... Uh digestive system so much thankfully i don't think i was taking it enough that it would like really disrupt i think it took like two drops or something so it wasn't so bad smart lady i was a dumb man and i went <laughs> i went crazy. down the model oh man i used to go by the dropper full olivia because i was so desperate to find a way yeah. i was so desperate to find a way of healing and i didn't know what was going on i was really nervous and so i was like oh i've heard this is good and kills parasites man it burned i ew. Yeah. 
Ooh, I'm glad I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. Let's talk about the fun stuff now in the carnivore diet, the carnivore ballerina. I love that because you were out on the social media space and I was like, catchy name, awesome lady, great content. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, talk yes. about, talk to us and the listeners about the carnivore diet for you and what had it, what it has meant, how it's impacted your health, those type of things. Yeah. Um, so f- as of like, I think it was like maybe five months into carnivore, I just noticed because when you don't have symptoms anymore, you just kind of forget that you ever had them. I don't know if that's the same with you. You don't, you don't remember until one day you look back and you're like, oh, I used to have that. And now I don't. So yeah, with the, with wearing the point shoes, I had this extreme uh, bunion pain because we're constantly rubbing against that bone. And then it got to a point where I would just like touch it very lightly and it was extremely painful. So that completely went away without me taking anything because this was before I realized that I actually had to take stuff to get rid of all the other things. So I attribute all of that to carnivore. Um, My lower back pain went away and now it's extremely flexible, which is amazing. I also was never really flexible um, because I never really stretched. Well, I stretched, but I never really stretched because muscle recuperation was just terrible so I was constantly in pain so I couldn't really whereas now being carnivore muscle recuperation is really fast and amazing so it allows me to stretch a lot more which has made me a lot more flexible which is great for ballet because it's a lot more um, athletic now and gymnastic like Um, but yeah so apart from those things another great thing was I stopped sweating (laughs) which is I attribute that to um, like you have toxins and your body's trying to get rid of the toxins from whatever toxins that you're consuming, which could be vegetables or whatever. So because I've cut those out, there's nothing that needs to come out. Um, So that went away Um, as well as uh, going back to 2019 when that was kind of my worst year exposed to the mold towards the end of the year. So the last four months of the school year, I had to drop all of my ballet classes except for the most basic one, just so that I could pass the exam, which is about an hour and a half compared to like six hours a day of training. And that was just because I was so fatigued and I could, I just couldn't hold my body up to do all of that. Uh, So going from that to last summer, being able to do a full, almost two hour ballet class and then a five minute break immediately being able to run like three solo variations and not being like dead on the floor tired. Plus then doing like a contemporary class for an hour and a half and all these things, like five hours worth of dancing with only like five minute breaks every so often. It was amazing to go from that to now this. So it's improved my stamina immensely. It's yeah. It really is unbelievable, Olivia. I mean, I feel literally, <laughs> I'm feeling old right now when I say this, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel 20 years younger than I am right now. And here you are just 20. Oh, James, you're getting old. It's all good, though. I feel fantastic. I, I literally do feel 20, 25 years younger than I am now. I, I feel great. I'm putting on muscle again. It has come down to literally what I put in my mouth and what I'm able to digest. Thank you, Nutrition with Judy. Yeah. <laughs> and now that I'm digesting well, thanks to the carnivore diet, I'm not bombing my gut with high oxalate vegetables every day, all day, and the parasites that were there and all the other things. So you now are seeing these results. And I had um, a gentleman by the name of Ryan Talbot, who is the carnivore decathlete on my yeah. podcast. And I'll say the same thing to you that I said to him that, and as I said to you earlier, you guys are crushing it. And folks, Olivia is being modest when she says she's flexible. I was watching some of her warm-up routine videos. Holy moly. 
I, I would, I would be in hospital if I tried any of these maneuvers. So good for you. Good for you. Um, I'm glad you've seen such an impactful result and yeah, you, you're going to be crushing it for years now. It's, it must be really exciting for you to feel this way. Finally, finally feel like you're supposed to feel. Yeah, it, it has been amazing. It's been really freeing. There have been a lot of times I'm not one for being very emotional just because I haven't, um, due to some personal issues, but yeah, over this time of healing first seeing the physical difference then being able to see the flexibility plus then no lower back pain i've just like broken out crying just of how amazing it was so yeah it's been life-changing to say the least olivia i want to talk on one point before we go into what you eat on a daily basis now some of your favorite foods but i just want to talk on especially for the women that listen to the podcast especially when it comes to your face routine and how you helped your face, uh, you know, along this journey. I know you did a YouTube video on that and I, I can link folks to the YouTube channel um, for that. But if you, I wonder if you could take just a minute or two just to say what, you know, you helped along the way that for those ladies that are dealing with issues with their skin and it can be so challenging and I understand that. So thank you if you would. I've tried probably any and all forms of skincare routines, like the seven step Korean skincare, and then like the more Western where you dry everything out and nothing works. I tried all sorts of different products without fragrance, without alcohol, all these things, and nothing worked. Um, so I've come down to this one routine, which I stick to now, which is uh, in the morning, I wash my face with water, then I pat that off. And then I moisturize with tallow cream. And then that's it for the morning. And then I'll put on some uh, makeup. I don't really use foundation or anything at the moment. It's just like mascara and I brush my eyebrows and that's about it. Um, so then I wash that off with a face wash at nighttime. I used to make my own tallow face wash, but since we most recently traveled, I had to buy a normal one. But that tallow face wash is the way to go. It really, yeah, because some... Some other face washes that have all these other things in them ca can cause some irritation. So if you're very sensitive, tallow face wash is the best way to go. So I would wash my face with a tallow face wash, spray the colloidal silver on like a tonic, and then tallow cream after. And then to get rid of the acne scarring, uh, most recently I've been sleeping with this very thin layer of a bentonite clay mask on my face to slowly like peel away at that. Interesting. And I'm sorry, fellas, I didn't mean to exclude you guys either because we men need to take care yes. of our skin too. <laughs> and I do have some tallow-based stuff. And you know, it's amazing, Olivia, when you think about it, the more healing we go on, the more rabbit holes we find, we go down and skin, people forget about the skin. It's one of the biggest organs, it is the biggest organ on our body. And we need to take just as much care of our skin as we do the internals. Um, and when you find the carnivore way of eating, you're like, Oh, let me start looking at all this other stuff. They have skincare that I'm using, deodorant, toothpaste. What am I? Gonna, yeah. It's it's a lot, but it's good. It's all good. And that segues nicely into my part of the conversation where I like to talk about what are you eating these days? People always, always want to know how much do you eat? What do you eat? What are you eating for breakfast? Is it OMAD or too mad? Tell the listeners. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of do two meals a day now just because I don't really get hungry between for like a third meal. Sometimes I'll have a small snack in the evening, but that's about it. Um, so I'm kind of doing like a lion diet just because I'm more so crave meat, uh, more than like having eggs. I don't really eat much dairy. That's, um, I don't really have a problem with dairy. Uh, it's more so just to stay lean because as a ballet dancer, I do have to keep a certain body figure. Um, so I will have some cream though, uh, every so often and butter, but apart from those two things, not really any dairy at all. 
um, a lot of beef, lamb, recently buffalo and bison, which has been nice. Uh, so yeah, usually I'll have, uh, I make this like carnivore cereal thing. And that's just basically burgers in like tiny little shapes. And then I put like some bacon sometimes and then butter and salt. Uh, for breakfast, I'll have like a bowl of that and then either steak or burgers for lunch slash dinner. And then that's about it. That sounds delicious. I'm going to have some carnivore cereal. That's it. You got to post, you got to do a, a how-to video on your carnivore cereal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how is, how is your mom doing? Has, has she seen a, some benefits for herself, Olivia, on this diet and way of eating? Has she noticed improvements? Yeah. So um, she had me when she was a bit older. So she's a bit older. So she's um, noticed great um, like muscle definition and holding on to muscle as well as just uh, stamina and also being able to work out. She used to uh, be a runner so she can still run. She used to have a lot of knee pain and that's kind of gone, which is great. Um, also a bit more flexible, not quite as flexible as me, of course, but it's still <laughs> getting there. Um, but yeah, a lot of things that stress levels have kind of gone down because when you're eating all these other things, it just kind of makes you anxious. Uh, whereas when you're just eating proper food, kind of more relaxed with that as well. Um, yeah. Oh, good for her. And as I mentioned to you personally, your mom looks like an amazing lady. And uh, we'll have to do a part two where we involve your mom. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Have her in on the discussion. Olivia, what is next for you? I know your plan is, and, and you're doing a tremendous job, as I said, of getting this message out there. Um, what, are, what are your plans for the future? Are you going to continue with ballet? You're obviously going to continue with your social media presence. What do you got planned? Yeah, uh, so for ballet, most recently, I'm in Dallas right now. I was offered a position with a company here. Um, so I'll see how that goes. And then as for the social media aspect, um, I kind of want to be like the, since I am fairly goofy, <laughs> I like to be, I would like to be the kind of like friend that I would have wanted when I was going through all of this. So I want to be approachable. So if someone needs support or wants to message me, they can, and they can feel like they can do that. Um, plus also, of course, giving out all this information of what I've learned throughout my healing journey and what helped me and what didn't, what could potentially also be the causes for different things so that people can hopefully figure out maybe that they have this because they're having this symptom or something. So the I really want to make it like um, I'm approachable, plus also giving out a lot of helpful information, plus of course sharing my ballet content. I love that, Olivia. And I love that for a number of reasons, because folks, when they watch your videos, will see you're a lot of fun. It's been amazing talking to you today. I think you would be a wonderful carnivore coach with Dr. Baker's program. You should look into it. I am one, as you know, with him. And I've had such joy and helping people around the world that, you know, you'd never get a chance to meet, but they want to reach out and just find someone that has been through it and is doing the carnivore diet and has been through the fat adaptation stage, but you're doing a tremendous job and we need more voices, especially in the younger folks space, because there's a, yeah. you know, it, there, there is not many, there are some now younger folks that who have been on or have found this way of eating. And I've interviewed a few of them, but yeah, it's really important what you're doing. So thank you for that, doing that in this space. That just ask, reminds me to ask you one last question before we let folks know where to find you. Did you have any challenges adapting to the carnivore diet, like fat adaptation and digestive issues as you moved more into heavy fat eating? Well, I uh, I just wanted to see results as soon as possible. If not, then I thought, okay, then this is, if nothing's going to work, I need to see the results as soon as possible. So my approach to the diet was probably the worst ever. I reduced my portion size by like more than half and ate a lot of gelatin, like jello. Uh, so that really 
weird out my digestive system. It wasn't <laughs> uncomfortable, but it just really. Uh, so that was probably like the worst thing, I think. Um, but yeah, no, it wasn't. I didn't really have a problem. At the beginning, I did take like a shot of apple cider vinegar just to kind of help digest the fat because it was a lot more fat than what I was eating before. Um, but that only lasted for about a month and a half. However, I do want to mention for the parasites, taking a shot of apple cider vinegar is a good thing as well um, to kind of balance out the acidity levels in your stomach. Uh, but yeah, that was like the worst, I guess, for the carnivore adaptation. And yeah, we have, you know, we talk about all types of things on carnivorous chat. So don't worry about that. Oversharing doesn't happen here. There's no such thing. <laughs> we just, I've told my story about my journey in front of literally now that I've been on Dr. Baker's program, thousands of people. So, Hey, it's, it's, you know, honestly, Olivia, that's what people need to hear sometimes because they're, you know, we, we shouldn't really be embarrassed about this, especially if we're suffering, we need to, we need to help people where they're at. And I think, like I said before, you're doing a tremendous job, Olivia, this has been an absolute honor to chat with you and so much fun. I really have appreciated your time. Where can folks find you online and connect with you? Tell them. Uh, so I'm everywhere at Carnivore Ballerina, except for Twitter, which is just at Olivia with an extra A, and that's spelled O-L-Y-V-E-Y-A-A. So that's how my name is spelled, but it's just Olivia. I want to thank you again. It's been fantastic. And we've got to do this again, Olivia, because your journey yeah. is ongoing and you're such a light to to people and keep doing what you're doing and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, it sure has. Thank you. And that's a wrap on this episode of Carnivorous Chats. If you've made it this far, I want to say thank you for listening and also thank you in advance for liking, subscribing, or sharing this episode. Thanks again to the good folks at Carnivore Bar and Equip Foods. Don't forget to check the link in the show notes to get a discount on their products. And also, don't forget you can book me for a 30-minute carnivore coaching session through Avero Health. Again, the link will be in the show notes. Until the next time, be well. <laughs>